Yeah, that's right. Another episode. On to the next. It's your boy Malcolm Riddle, and this is American Riddle. We are broadcasting live and direct from Washington, D.C., U Street. And I'm sitting, actually, I'm standing. I'm standing in front of uh, Brandon Alter. You guys know him, a.k.a. Balter. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Children screaming in the background. That's okay. That's okay. Like I just said, we're outside. It's a, it's a very warm uh, summer day, uh, muggy, a little muggy here, but a uh, little little background noise adds to the, the flavor of the podcast. And we have a special guest uh, sitting in front of me, uh, Andy Katz. You guys have uh, heard him on the podcast before. He's been on uh, a couple times. Uh, known, I've, I think I've called him uh, a, uh, a Da Vinci of hip hop art. You know what I mean? Uh, a, a Michelangelo of hip hop art. I'll take I'm, that. I mean, I can keep on going. And uh, we're here because Andy is working on a mural here on U Street. So, uh, what up, Andy? Hey, Malcolm. This is great. It's my third third visit with you guys, and um, I'm so glad that you come down and uh, and see how this uh, mural is unfolding on U Street. It's 1351 U Street in Washington D.C. And uh, I guess I should mention the the topic, the theme of the mural is uh, Paul Robeson, uh, activist. Um, actor, athlete, I guess you could say politician in some ways, but he's uh, largely, uh, he's kind of unsung. Uh, in his time, he was he was very, very famous. And then... Uh, yeah, he's a lesser known figure. Absolutely. Uh, amongst uh, uh, activists and leaders and even uh, artists. Right. Uh, I even had to, to, to dig a little deep and, uh, and, and Google Wikipedia him to find out more details surrounding him well we're gonna we're i think our mural might change a little bit of that at least in this community and uh one of the the gentlemen uh sifu rahim who uh, owns a uh, runs a kung fu studio behind uh the uh, large othello that you can see on the wall there um this has been a favorite figure of his for many many years and i think it's been a dream of his to transform this building and uh now we have funding uh and we have a plan and a team and we have paint, and so we're in good shape. We are um, coming together. There's, um, I guess, six to eight artists that are doing their part. This is truly collaborative in a way that I've not really had a chance to collaborate before. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm usually a solo artist, and, and in this case, I am just one part of a bigger machine, and it's yeah, really cool. Yeah, because uh, for those of you just tuning in and may have missed the past episodes with Andy, uh, He's done some amazing uh, artwork, sketches, uh, watercolors. Uh, what's the other one that you do? You do a charcoal, charcoal, yeah, pastel, charcoal. Yeah. Uh, pictures of Rakim, EPMD, uh, DMC, LL Cool J, uh, uh, Sadat X, 
uh, the list goes on. I mean, you you you've you've definitely, and you they're very realistic. All of your drawings are are so realistic. Now this is this one is definitely the largest scale, being it's it's you know on the side of a building. Right. So how, you know how did you a how did you get involved with this project? And uh, were you ever concerned on the on the overall scale of the project? Oh well, I'll answer the last part first. Um, I've been, I'm just a kind of a worrywart anyway. <laughs> so when uh, when Corey Stower is the uh, the mastermind behind this uh, this plan um, uh, came to me with this idea, uh, I I was very freaked out by the scale of it and. Uh, um, he assured me that we could pull this off and that he knew the right people and he knew the right avenues for making it happen. And so, uh, you know, really listening to him and taking his cues and having been introduced to a lot of other artists, I began to feel a little more comfortable with it. But it's been a, it's been, a, we've been talking about this since November and it started off as a sort of a second b- black Broadway uh, mural and because they've done one across the street. Uh, that's more graphic, and it's um, it's 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 letters and, uh, and and graphic design, and this one's more about figure. Um, and then once we turned the corner and made it about a Paul Robeson, we we started to collaborate pretty heavily. I guess around the holidays, and uh, I started generating traditional watercolors as a plan, and then um, with the idea that they would eventually be uh, made quite large on the wall. So there's two yeah. large figures that are roughly 20 to 25 feet high. One is uh, uh, almost a full figure of Robeson, and the other one is uh, of Robeson as Othello. And then there are eight what we're calling history pods, which are, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I think that's Corey's, uh, I think he's going to coin that term, because um, w- the idea is that they are marking moments in his life and his his uh, career uh, and, uh, and, and kind of his legacy. And then... Uh, another place where I come in is after sort of the after effects. Once the mural is complete, we're going to make each one of those pods interactive using an, uh, an app called Erasma. And so you'll be able to stand in front of each one of these pods, uh, scan it as you would a QR code. But instead of looking for a QR code, you would scan the entire image. And we're going to have some video content, historical content. And uh, we've even had some local musicians and, and uh poets and um, beat makers uh, create music that is going to launch when you scan over one of the pods. So for those of you guys who are unf- not familiar with, uh, what's the name of the app again? Erasma. Erasma. I, I did download it and you did show it to me uh, last time I was uh, I was in Annapolis. And uh, it's quite interesting. It's very fascinating. Uh, Brandon, are you familiar with this app? I'm not familiar with it, but I'm familiar with like other sort of augmented reality right. ideas. Like, and it's it's awesome. I love stuff like that. I think anything that makes art a little more interactive is just it's a great idea. Well, I used it at my school as well. Stand with, right there with um, uh, with with student art. So we're at a triangle. Sorry. And what happened oh. was with that um, we had I think about we had a thousand pieces in our art show, and about a hundred of them were interactive. And we had iPads, and people could download the app with some instructions to their phone. And uh, like Brandon's saying, it's it's really um, what I like about it is it extends what would be a normal viewing experience. You know, usually you look at art, and if you if you really like it, you might hang around and kind of figure out how it's made. But this is sort of another level of using the artwork to 
to immerse yourself in, a, in an experience, and that's really what we're hoping for here. Yeah, because uh, like I said, I I had a chance to view when you did an art show with yours, and you had music videos. Right. You had the Beastie Boys. Uh, you had uh, Most Deaf. Right. Uh, EPMD, and and literally, you would take your phone or your iPad and put it up to uh, the picture. And in this case, it's going to be a history pod, and you would just go into that reality and it would show, give all sorts of bits of information yeah we're, we're calling this uh and another another coreyism if you want to call it that yeah. is uh we're calling this a living timeline because it is set up uh kind of uh, chronologically um and it's there's going to be different moments and eventually when everything's all said and done we're going to have uh some uh some etched uh plexiglass plaques in between each each uh, painted pod which with a little bit of traditional information and maybe some instruction on how to activate the erasma yeah and and tell talk to us a little bit about uh, uh about the history of paul robeson well what i know about him uh, is um uh and i think we some people have have talked about this one of the neat things about doing the mural is that people will stop by and they'll they'll talk about what they know and they'll, they'll talk about how he wasn't taught in schools and um so it's i don't remember ha- ever learning about him in school so anything i i've learned about him has been in the last you know six months seven months or so in researching and finding out more about the gentleman that i'm painting and uh it just turns out it sounds like he was uh an exceptional athlete an exceptional thinker and uh at the we're talking about the early 1900s he was uh i think one of the first three people to attend rutgers university and then um was i believe uh i think he was there by himself at the time and uh, ended up uh, uh, doing quite well. Uh, he starred in in, uh, in uh, football, and um, I believe he also played basketball. Uh, but he was also just uh, this intellectual that um, had this commanding voice uh, when he spoke. Uh, he was very articulate, and he turned that into uh, singing and uh, Broadway career, where he played Othello. And I believe that he set some records with his Othello performance. It yeah. lasted longer than most shows. And uh, he was in Showboat, and he was in a movie called Emperor Jones. And um, and then that's when I think sort of the trouble for him started, because he considered, he, he really predated the civil rights era and was really um, making it a point to use his notoriety to stand up for what he believed in. And because he was predating civil rights era, I think he ended up being shut down pretty efficiently by people who didn't want him to to go there. So, uh, you know, he went through the McCarthy uh, hearings and he was deemed a communist and ended up basically being alienated. Uh, And, and, uh, you know, at the end of his life, I don't think he was uh, very well known. And uh, uh, they really did kind of take away his livelihood. Yeah, you definitely... I mean, I can't remember his name being brought up. I don't know about you, Brandon. Uh, no, like, I mean, blacklisting really just destroyed everybody. Yeah. Like, even even big names that we know a little bit about, like Dashiell Hammett, like, they, they were destroyed. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they went after him, went after them hard, and, you know, just uh, almost to the point where people were erased from that part of history. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, there, there are certain figures which I'm very uh, impressed 
with this project, there are certain figures that have been almost erased from history or forgotten about. And the fact that people are coming together and getting together uh, uh, to raise awareness and to do something on this scale. So when people are walking down the street and they look up, you know, and they'll see what's on the wall. Not only that, you're able, I talked about this on the last podcast, you're able to dig deeper and find out more using today's technology. So the kids today have all these different avenues to be able to find out more about their history, our history here in America. Well, one of the other things is, is uh, and I, this is true not of just our mural, but of, of using uh, augmented reality, image recognition software, this Erasma app, is uh, we're hoping that uh, local schools will come down here, create their own channel, and create their own content for each one of the pods, because that is a possibility. And, and technically, it's a possibility. You could create your own content for anything <laughs> that that an that a iPad could read or a, a phone could read. But in this case, we're sort of setting it up as a, as a catalyst for others to, to try to... Um, to use use the mural you know yeah yeah add to it so right. you, you can actually add content after you've already you could create your own i mean oh i got what, you what you're, I you're right i remember I, now because i have a channel That's i'll right. have a channel that will be controlled by our group but yep. if let's say a local school wanted to come by and they wanted to create a, a channel that that was the name of their school yeah then they come over here they they could do their reports and then they could uh they could video them and then they could link that to any one of the images and then it would work and on for their you channel. To, and for you to see their images, you would have to join their group, right? That's right. And I think that was smart on the creators of Erasmus to keep it um, somewhat private. You have the ability to keep things private. Yeah. If, but if you don't know the channel exists, you can't sign up for it. So um, if, you, if, if it's public, then you can sign up for it, and then you can view that content as, as long as you know and you can find what you have to scan. And what's cool about this app, Brandon, um, you might yeah. not know the you know our history, Andy and I's history, but uh, I don't, I can't remember how you and I met. Um, First time was it online? I, I think it was online. It was online. Yeah, I posted the you, Chuck D. Yeah, you posted a, a picture, I yeah. believe, and and we followed each other, and then uh, we hooked up at a uh, at a at a concert, I believe. The, actually, you know what though? The first time we. We uh, we spoke was uh, was during the first podcast. Yeah, I had we had we'd set it up online. Oh yeah, I wanted to interview you yes. because of the, the right. all of the Beastie Boy uh, pictures and Public Enemy pictures that you right. that you did. Uh, but when after that, I, I I went to your school and you're you're a teacher, right? That's right. I'm yeah. an art teacher in Annapolis. Yeah, that's right in Annapolis, Maryland. And I found it fascinating that he was teaching a lot about hip hop and hip hop culture. With his, I try to. With his students. Well, the fact that you introduce it. Right, I try And to, they're yeah. on board. For Some of them are intro- on board. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> there's a bit of a skewed, uh, 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 I guess, vision, the way people perceive hip-hop. You know what I mean? They, they, th- they tend to think of it as uh, certain aspects of it or mm-hmm. dominated by, you know, gangsterism. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when it's the opposite. It's to, to stop violence, not to create violence, yeah. you know? Yeah, and uh, Andy also... I believe you were doing a project or something in school where you were using this app. Oh, yeah. Because you told me about that. Right. That's what I was saying. Like, at our art show, we had about 100 pieces that were um, yeah. were scannable with Erasma. One of them was a Civil War-era tintype yeah. where they would write a uh, letter uh, to a fictional family when they were as if they were a soldier fighting the Civil War. And then, there, then we took some old-time-looking photos 
uh, as if they were, you know, uh, in the 1800s. And then each of those images uh, ended up uh, triggering their uh, their letter. So uh, there was video, there was audio, and then a couple of other silhouette projects. We made those scannable as well. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you're just one of those guys. You're just one of those teachers. You know, the kids will. And I mean this, your children that you're teaching right now will remember you 10, 15, 20, 25 years <laughs> later. Like, I, re I remember a handful of my teachers, and they gave me good advice. They kind of connected with me on a personal level, uh, just as a, you know, in my time growing up, I was just trying to get out and just, right. you know, trying to, uh, uh, you know, any, it, what any teen goes through being a teenager, and certain ones would connect with you. And I remember them to this day. This, this day. We didn't have the technology None of them believed in hip hop, mm. so the fact that I remember them, I could only imagine that your what your children will take away from everything that you you uh, you teach and instill. I in hope them. so. I mean, I, that's certainly my my goal is for them to remember what I what I teach them. Um, yeah. Uh, if they remember me, that's great. I, I and I I found out a while back that I, I think I'm the I'm at my best as a teacher when I'm talking about things that I care about you're that passionate I love. about yeah. and instead of hiding that or worrying about what they might think I I gladly share you know my love of hip-hop and of music and of of course art and so maybe I wouldn't be a good math teacher or a science teacher but because I'm teaching about what I do and what I believe in when I'm not teaching uh, then I think it sticks better and I think that they they know that I'm walking the walk. That I'm not just uh, I'm not just playing a part when I'm in front of them. I'm I'm going to tell them who I am, and I'm going to share the things that I care about. Those are those are the type of teachers we need. <laughs> there was a hip hop side of math. I would probably be a lot better at math right now. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Me too. I, I <laughs> you know, and I it, it's worth mentioning. Uh, you know, we were talking about how you and I met. Um, if going back to the mural, this mural about Paul Robeson, a couple people have asked us. You know, how did you meet Corey? How did you get hooked up with this? Um, former uh, graffiti writer turned uh, sort of activist, uh, art activist. He's somebody who puts together these. Uh, he created this thing called Art Block DC. What's Corey's uh, last name? Stowers, S-T-O-W-E-R-S. And he, um, uh, this Art Block, Block stands for Building Longevity for Our Community. And the idea is that um, he likes to bring people together. But I met him at a hip-hop show. I was at the KRS-One show, and I had my drawing of KRS-One with me. And I looked to my left, and there's this, there's the, this guy standing there. And his, I don't know, four- or five-year-old son was, was uh, you know, he was holding him. And he, he was there waiting for KRS-One to come on stage. That's awesome. And that's exactly what I said. I looked over at him, <laughs> and I said, that's awesome. I said, that's so cool. You brought your son. And he goes... Yeah, I wanted him to see KRS. And I said, yeah. It doesn't get better I than said, that. that's really amazing. And <laughs> so um, KRS won, like, I don't know, we, it was probably about an hour later. He comes out on stage, and I look over, and Corey's son was fast asleep on his shoulder. Yeah. But uh, that's <laughs> actually how, music, yeah. that's how we met. And uh, he saw I was holding my portfolio, and, and you know, I had, he's like, what's in there? And he's an artist, too, and, and the rest is kind of history now. That's awesome. And, and, and you remember, I took my son to see Slick Rick. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Rakim and, and Biz Markie showed up. That's my right. son was still, even though Rakim called in sick that day, that's, right. uh, that's okay because my son took a lot from that. And I was getting a lot of high fives. Yes. Throughout the show, yes. the fact that I had, you know, I'm sure. a 13-year-old uh, with me in the club. 
Bismarcky alone, man, that, oh, that's that, worth the price. And the, that was that was, he was unexpected. Yeah, yeah, totally unexpected. <laughs> he just walked in and did his thing and then walked out. Yeah, that, that's the real deal. Now, so okay, you mentioned Corey. How many other artists are uh, featured? You may have said it, but uh, give us the, give us the breakdown. Well, there's there's a, there's a couple of full time ones, and then there's people that have been sort of dropping in. So yeah, uh, Maria Miller is uh, in charge of the large Othello. Yeah. Um, she is a very talented artist. She also is experimenting with uh, spray paint um, and, and trying. Because that's one of the things that is really new for me is that I did all these watercolors, these concept drawings, and now they're all being turned into these spray painted and, and, and brushed uh, pieces up on a wall, which is not the same thing. Yes. So the one right here uh, with the uh, blue or purple suit, that's painted. That's spray that's painted, all, right? That's all spray paint yeah. so far. They'll probably go in with brushes and tighten it up because I don't think any of the history pods are done at this point. They're all in progress. And uh, so they'll, they get more and more in focus as we go. But uh, Maria's one artist. Corey is sort of the uh, head honcho. He's the, um, the uh, brains behind the organization and, yeah. and he's the one who organized everything. And I, while he's totally capable of doing all of this, he's been much more of a manager. Um, there's an artist named Ja, who's uh, an incredible uh, graffiti writer, and um, he's a master with a spray can. Yeah. There's Eric Ricks, uh, who is unbelievable. He's doing the other large uh, Paul Robeson figure. And um, I've been really taking my cues from him because they... They, do, they weren't letting me get away with not painting on the wall. I, I was like, all right, I'll just give you the watercolors and you can go ahead yeah. and do it. Yeah. And they said, oh, no, 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 you're going to get up there and paint too. So I've learned. They got you out of your comfort zone. Uh, I'm way out of my comfort zone, but it's great. And I, I, I'm trying to, again, practice what I preach. When I always tell my students that, you know, don't stay in your comfort zone. So they'd probably appreciate the fact that I am uncomfortable. Um, but that being said, I've also, I can, I can feel that I've learned a lot about the medium and about, uh, approaching, you know, just prob the problem solving that goes into uh, a wall of this size, and and you know, it's an, it's in a driveway, and I'm sure you can hear the trucks and all of the action oh, going yeah. on around here. There's all kinds of thing, unforeseen things, and you know, you'll turn around while you're painting, and somebody will want to tell you a story or talk to you, um, uh, and um, that's part of the fun for me. I, I love that. I like the uh, the uh, interpersonal part of of, of making art. You know, so much of it is usually done alone, and, and this this is a very social way of making art, especially on a Friday. Tonight ought to be ridiculous. Like, it's Friday night on U Street. is a It's a party. It's like it's like Bourbon Street. <laughs> it's, it's amazing the transformation over the past. I mean, you know, you, you're from the area, right? Mm -hmm. You've seen U Street, and this whole area, 14, 15, 13th Street, uh, change yes. over the past 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? The building that we're, we're standing next to, there's one... Uh, the building where the the, uh, the murals being painted is is an old building, and actually I think the wall part of the wall we're painting on used to. It's possible that it was an interior wall to another theater, and um, the wall that it's facing is probably less than twenty years old, so or less than fifteen years old. So there's all you're right. I mean it's changed a lot. Uh, you know I mean gentrification has come come up a few times with with passersby. So I think people are um, excited that we're sort of looking towards the future with all the technology but we're also paying tribute to the past and and i think that's when art can really be meaningful when you when you sort of bridge the gap between those two things yeah yeah definitely so what do you think do you think Corey or you said maria is that her name 
Uh, yeah, so Maria is... Do you think they want to get on the mic? It's and, uh, possible. We can ask them. I why think. don't you ask them, and then me and Brandon and I uh, chat about okay. this side or the other. Yeah. See if they have a few minutes. Sure. Not too long. Do you want to, like, shut down? No, and I, we, him, and, him and I can keep going. We, I'll, we, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Corey. I'll run I'll run. We have down a raw production here. All right, cool. <laughs> no commercials, right, Brandon? Cut and paste. That's right. That's, That's how key, we do keyword. So what do you think, Brandon? You're up here. You're chilling. You got your T-shirt on. What is this T-shirt you're wearing? Well, it's, uh, this is uh, my. And, uh, and he peeped it right when you walked in. Well, he, I mean, he know, he knows good. Uh, he knows good uh, art. Yeah, because, I, start, uh, I, I saw you start to glow when he recognized your shirt. It's, it's a, a video game punch shirt. out from uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System. One of the greatest games ever made. Spoken like a true nerd. You're a boxer named uh, I think Little Little Mac. I remember it. And uh, you got to fight the biggest boxers in the world, including Mike Tyson. That's up awesome. until his rape uh, trial, and then they took him That's off the game. Awesome. They took him away from the game. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it used to be the Mike Tyson punch out, but it's not anymore. So you wore the shirt. You came out here. You 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 made an effort to come out here and be a part of this uh, this this episode. I appreciate that. Thanks for uh, your commitment and journey. I, I like uh, I like U Street. You know, we're not that far from uh, Ben's Chili Bowl, so maybe I'll get a half smoke uh, afterwards. Well, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch the meter. I drove up here. Oh well, uh, then yeah. So what do, what do you think overall of the mural? Which what's your thoughts? On I mean. I love the uh, that big Othello. Looks like it's going to be pretty pretty amazing. Uh, it's, it's massive. Done. Yeah, uh, my my experience with uh, Paul Robeson is very very limited. Like uh, I only really knew of him because uh, and this is going to be a super nerdy way to know about him. But uh, Avery Brooks, the guy who played Benjamin Sisko, the captain on the Star Trek series Deep Space Nine, he also played Hawk on Spencer for Hire. He did, and very famously was uh, Othello. Just like Paul Robeson. Yeah. And because he had a connection with him and sort of really loved him and was inspired by him, he did a one-man show on Broadway. And I think he even brought it to the Kennedy Center because I remember seeing posters when I was a kid for it. And it was uh, he was a one-man show where he just did Paul Robeson's life. And he had all the costume changes. I think there was a poster of him from Showboat, looking like he was in Showboat. And it was, uh, that was sort of the only reason I knew about him. Like, I didn't even know about the Othello connection until recently. Yeah. But, but you know, it, it's a, it's a Be- testament also the fact that, you know, I just talked to you about it the other day just in passing, and it piqued your cr- curiosity. And then when I mentioned U Street, you were like, I'm down. Oh, yeah. What's <laughs> cool about that is the fact that if you're not from the Washington, D.C. area, this is a this is a, a area that you definitely want to visit. Yeah, you can go to Georgetown. You can go to the monuments. You can go, you know, to the, the usual, you know, spots. Yeah. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with Capitol Hill, but it's, no. it's not as fun. Yeah, but U Street just has a very rich culture, and, and, and yeah, and U Street and H Street are probably my favorite streets. In yeah, the city. and it, like I said, it's changed quite a bit. And uh, again, like, as I said with, with with Andy, the fact is, people are it's going to be mobbed here later later this evening tonight, and people will look up, and it, their curiosity will be piqued, and then from that they will dig deep into the uh, education part of it to see who this man was, what he represented. And then you have the technology side of it when they finish it. Yeah. So and educating people, that's really what's important here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Just throw the headphones on. You should be able to hear me. Chris, right? Corey. Corey, Corey. 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 Oh, man. So, yeah, nice thanks. Nice to meet you, Corey. Oh, Brandon. Nice to meet you, Brandon. And I'm Malcolm. Malcolm, what's up? Yeah, yeah. And we do this on the American Riddle podcast on iTunes, the web. I usually just talk about random uh, things that uh, the way I see it in life, okay. and I, I've known Andy for about a year now. His okay. art—we've gone to—we uh, we, we, we both share a passion and love for hip hop 
and Art and uh, yeah, we we just kind of stay in contact. And he's been posting and posting for the past uh, few months plus this mural. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you got involved in your role with this this grand project? Oh, um, so I've been painting graffiti and murals in D.C. for about 20 years now. And uh, it's something that, you know, just been like a, it, you know, for a few years it was just like a hobby. But then it really became um, more solid for me over the last 10 years. And uh, working to create more dynamic pieces of public art. So um, is really like where, you know, where I've been coming from. So um, I got a, I got an opportunity to speak with. Sifu Rahi Muhammad from Hung Tao Choi Mei, who is the primary resident at this building where we're painting the mural. Yeah. And uh, he saw me. We were across the street painting uh, a dedication mural for Black Broadway. And he saw the work that we were doing. And he says, hey, you know, I've been uh, really looking, you know, to try to find a way to paint a mural on my building. And I didn't know what building he was talking about. So we took a little walk and he showed me this massive wall, which, you know, I, I've seen many many times over the years um and he was just like this is the wall and uh what do you think you can do and i was like well you know the possibilities are kind of endless with a space like this um but it really requires a significant budget to make something like this happen it's not something that you can just kind of throw together um with that in mind you know i started to uh think about ways that we could generate the money that we needed to paint this project and Sifu Rahim's school is is not very large, and he does so much, so many things for the community that, um, you know, just trying to ask him to come out of pocket for something like this, I felt was kind of like, you know, it would be uh, not not disrespectful, but but that I should f- try to find a way to, you know, get this project financed without him having to do that. Yeah, and uh, that led me to uh, begin a conversation with Kiana Pearson who is one of the directors of public art with the D.C. Commissions on the Arts and Humanities. And she urged me to uh, write a grant for the fiscal year 15. They have a, a program called Public Arts Building Communities um, Grants. And, and, and so I applied for that uh, with this project in mind and put together a little schematic of what I thought it should look like. And Andy and I had some conversations about uh, augmented reality and and its possibilities and so i wrote that into the grant as well and um they found it very very interesting they asked me you know a couple questions i came and talked with kiana about it a little bit and uh we submitted the application and um about six months later they approved us nice. and uh now we find ourselves here executing that's awesome yeah it's it's like it's like i said before i mean it's it's grand on scale and uh, the fact that uh, you were able to organize and mobilize to get it done, you know, big ups to you. I mean, uh, oh, you and your you. team. Thank you. Because, uh, I, like I said, I follow everything Andy does and everything he posts, and I watch it closely. And, you know, whenever, he, whenever I'm able to come out and, uh, and play, I do so. And this was high on my list. So uh, I made it a point. I was like, you know what? I can break away Friday afternoon. I, w- I wouldn't have missed it. And I can't wait to, uh, you know, you can see it in motion right now. I mean, uh, the finished project, I, I, you know, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and we're, uh, we're six days in now. Yeah. Um, we had scheduled ourselves for a two-week work plan. Yeah. Um, uh, but it looks like now we're going we're gonna to hit that mark well before the two weeks. 
Um, if uh, we continue on our, you know, our trajectory, our current trajectory, I think that we're going to be done by Sunday evening. And, um, you know, that'll be, you know, just pretty amazing in and of itself because it's a very large wall. Um, you know, the the team we put together, I think, is is key to that. You know, we have some uh, some very, very talented professional artists working with us. Uh, Eric B. Ricks, uh, Maria Miller, Serena Z, Ernesto Zelaya, Ja, uh, and, and AJ Katz as well. Um, we, we're all, you know, doing our own part and contributing and it's making this work less uh, arduous and it's making it really like we're just having fun. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it, and it, it, stuff like this, I mean, art like this really brings the community together. I mean, it, it, uh, it shows what, what, uh, what we can do when we do come together and put our minds together and put our talents together. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that you do. You're a graffiti writer. Uh, have you? Have you? Where have you done art, and where is your art at? Is it mainly in the D.C. area, or do you? Are you all over? Yeah, my, most of my work you ever, you know, that I've ever painted, like from a graffiti point of view, is in Washington D.C. or yeah. is in P.G. County. I mean, when it comes to graffiti, I normally only paint my hood. You yeah. know what I'm saying I don't like to go to other people's hoods and paint unless they ask me to come. Gotcha. You know. Um, when it, but as far as like in this general area, I've been painting this alley for 20 years. I mean, I've had burners around the corner here and different murals, you know, over throughout the years. So this alleyway is almost like my second home. Yeah, some of this is is yours. Yeah, if you just walk down a little bit into the alleyway, we uh, we have a few things. Uh, right now, what you can see from where we're sitting is a piece that says Celt, which is. Uh, that piece was done by my, my mentor, Cert, for another one of our homies that passed away about 10 years ago. Um, and actually, pre- prior to us painting the Paul Robeson wall here, we did a event called Style Symposium, which we invited the graffiti writers to come out and rock burners on the wall, kind of as a way to bless the space, energize it, you know, and then give an opportunity for the writers to rock something that they like yeah. before we transition this wall into a more permanent piece of public art. Yeah, I find uh, I find everything around uh, the hip hop culture, you know, since I got involved with it in the uh, early '80s, uh, just fascinating. And to this day, I'm still in love with it. Mm-hmm. I've had my struggles with uh, some of the some of the elements of hip hop, far as the music side of it, uh, as of late. But uh, just you know, the overall creativity side of the art and the graffiti. We had uh, we had nicer from the Attach Crew in new york he was on the podcast oh nice are so fresh with his yeah. hats crew big ups to those guys big up to bdp and fx yeah. and fly id all those bronx cats got mad flavor our, our style my crew style comes directly from the bronx um you know my i have another mentor his name is uh smk scratch mm-hmm. master k uh his direct influence is clark from fly id crew in yeah. the bronx my my style is directly influenced from that early bronx stuff and you know um that, you know, that's evident in, in the styles that you'll see through this this alleyway here also. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I, I, I was noticing, uh, some of that old New York feel. Yeah, uh, Just yeah. right here in this alley. And, and for the, those of you guys listening, I'll post pictures uh, on Periscope, Twitter, and uh, Instagram of the art that uh, we're talking about. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, it's... It is an area that uh, is near and dear to me, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite the 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 watch to stand here and actually behold 
what you you and the team are doing. Uh, you know, it's it's not much more I can say on on the overall uh, uh, look and feel of what's going on here. What do you think, Brandon? No, it's 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 real impressive. It's going to be pretty amazing when it's done too. Like I, I re- I'm. I'm still like watching uh, the uh, Othello get painted, and it's, it looks so good. She's she's doing spray paint right now. Is that uh, that's Maria? Yeah, that's Maria Miller. Uh, she's that that entire portrait is done with spray paint. Um, she, she might work in some some uh, embellishment with uh, with the brush at the end. But, yeah, uh, she's been going top to bottom with that, and that's that's like a twenty easily a twenty five foot portrait. Yeah, yeah, and, and what time do you guys usually start? Like, like what time? And what time do you finish? Um, well, the the first few days we kind of started later in the evening because yeah. we wanted to be able to work with uh, some of the projectors uh, to be able to do do some of the layout elements. Uh, but since I guess the beginning of this week, we've been starting at seven o'clock in the morning and wrapping at seven o'clock at night. So pulling full twelve hour shifts and um, just trying to make all the daylight count you know yeah now let me ask you this though uh, i know you want to get back to work uh, how do you uh, there's an artist out there they may be listening to this podcast if they are thank you but uh, uh how would someone get involved with their community to enrich it like this like how would you go about writing a grant and how, how would you re- like what advice would you give someone to get involved with uh, uh murals like this well or, or just doing art within the community Art within the community, you know, is is as simple as engaging members of your community. Yeah. And, and, and um, if you're if you're a graffiti writer and you're more in in tune with you know uh, co-opting space, yeah. you know, and just kind of taking it for yourself, it's a little bit of a different situation because instead of just going and doing something, you are going to go and ask for permission. Once you get permission, there's going to be some questions asked. What are you going to paint? Yeah. You know, what colors are going to be? How does this represent our community and i think that for people who are interested in getting involved in public art you have to be ready to answer those questions and if you're not on the ball they're going to nail you every time and you know it's been a process for me to learn how to navigate that system because i started at one end of the spectrum and now i'm on the other and you know for me it's been a gradual understanding of you know that relationship mm-hmm. um and, and and what we found over the years because we've been painting graffiti walls like we call them productions uh on u street since 1995 yeah. so back then it was so easy because a lot of this area you know wasn't hadn't re- fully recovered from the riots and the damages that had happened you know there was literally like five or six open venues on u street one of them was ben's chili bowl yep. you know dukeums coffee house Republic Gardens State of the Union. That was like, you know, what was happening on U Street yeah. back then. So there was plenty of space and plenty of opportunity for us to be able to kind of work out um, any sort of uh, flaws we had in our presentation. And so uh, after about 14 or 15 of those productions, we really started to get a rhythm with it um, and started to realize how to answer those questions in a way that people would understand while, and we could still paint the things that we wanted. Uh, but for those of 
you know that that might be interested in in foraying into public art um if you're in washington dc i would say try to link with us you know art block dc we you know recently formed organization of veteran artists who have been around in washington dc for 20 plus years um artist-based organization working uh to advocate for artist rights but also working to uh put on and pull off more dynamic public arts programs yeah i i love that i, I talk a lot of my about my podcast on the podcast about being involved within your community and 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 staying active with homegrown issues and concerns. Uh, I'm a I'm a big advocate of that, and what you're doing is is very important. And I you know I love it, man. How can people find you? Are you actively involved in social media? How would people yeah. kind of you have a website or anything like that? Uh, just follow at Art Block DC, and yep. that's A R T B L O C D C. Uh, on Instagram, um, you can find us on Facebook at you know forward slash Art Block DC, um, and you know just reach out to us there because that's going to be the most effective way. Um, I mean, hopefully you'll catch us out on the street. You know what I'm saying? And we're always we're always looking for new talented artists to work with. We're always looking for interested parties who have property that are interested in working with the artist community uh, we have plenty of style symposiums coming up where we're going to be bringing the graffiti artists out nice. uh, our next one is going to be scheduled in july with ben's chili bowl so um yeah just get with us there all right Corey, i appreciate your time i know you want to get back duty calls yeah uh, would maria want would she have time to chat for a second do you think let me let me, let me go holler at her she might be ready to take a break and she come over and uh, tell yeah, you a few a minutes bit about what she's been i would like on. i would like that awesome yeah. thank all you all right yep thanks so Brandon, it's cool. It is, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. I mean, like, I'm I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to like, you know, the art side of hip hop, graffiti, yeah. things like that. Like, I always enjoyed it, but I was more of a stencil guy. You know, I was I always uh, was making stencils of my own, so I well, never really got his, good with painting. His style, uh, and I've joked about this in a podcast, and I never made it to this level. But one one of the things that I started doing. Uh, early in hip hop was uh, as a graffiti writer, uh, but mainly just on notepads. Don't sure, don't sure. get it twisted. I wasn't, you know, I, I don't ta- tagging your hood. No, no, not qualified. You know, I just it was. Yeah, <laughs> people just, people would be like, "Are you sure you live here?" Yeah, yeah. No, it, it don't was tag this place. But the same that same style, and as you can see right down there, and again, we'll post pictures of it. Uh, you know, he he he's it's got that New York feel, and 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 then right on the side as you turn the corner you'll see the mural so it's uh it's it's quite the look and i really uh i really like the uh you know what they're doing here i mean i rode up here on the metro you can see all the trains are tagged like every every train is tagged and even some of that stuff looks pretty good some of it looks terrible but some of it looks pretty good yeah yeah okay yeah no worries she's uh maria's actually uh she's uh submerged in her craft but i'll I'll take a couple i'll take a couple pictures so you guys can check it out yeah uh but you know, overall, like I said before, within hip hop, within uh, the elements of hip hop and graffiti being one of those those elements, you know, it's it's definitely the form of art is has evolved where it's not so much looked at depending where you're at, and again, depending where it is. Because if you just go tag someone's door, you know, that's not cool. Yeah. You know, if you're tagging mailbox and stuff like that, you know, you want to yeah respect respect people's residence and stuff yeah. like that, but. Yeah, de- definitely do that. Although, you know, if somebody wants to tag my place, I think it would actually, you know, make it look a little better. Yeah, but it might improve it, huh? They could yeah. tag my truck, put some fresh art on it. Uh, but, you know, overall, I've 
I love the fact that it's evolved. You'll see graffiti. Uh, I remember a time when it was criminal and you were looked down and, 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 and people would uh, uh, definitely look at you in a different light uh, in the early days of hip-hop. And now you see it on commercials and movies. You see, uh, you see places, corporations like Facebook and, and places that, that, that have art uh, on its walls. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I like that side of it. You know, I mean, we've come a long way from like the Warriors uh, with remember uh, the movie The Warriors. Picasso yeah. was it? Was it Picasso was like the dude who tagged everything? Yeah, everything. I mean, it's and and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Andy's uh, work. Uh, I might have been on that podcast. I don't remember. Well, what's cool about Andy is he's he's very much involved, not just painting. Or, or drawing the artists, you know, that, that he admires. But he's active, actively involved in the hip-hop community. He, I know that he works with Chuck D and Public Enemy. Uh, he also does the, uh, he's an he's a advocate, promoter. And I'm sure he's involved in the organization that celebrates the life of MCA, of the Beastie Boys. So let's, uh, let's see yeah. if we can get Andy back on the mic. And, uh, that one always makes me sad. Well, it's yeah. sad and glad. I mean, the fact that MCA was here is a good thing. Yeah, De- Death that he gave us what he gave us. That's right. Death doesn't always have to be looked at. It's, it's sad that he's not here and we he's, won't have any more. He's celebrating you more, and I think he can yeah. do both. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that he was here and he, they gave us so much great content, uh, that's just that's awesome. It's sad that we won't get any more MCA yeah. uh, uh, you know, records. But uh, I know Andy does a uh, – uh, he's part of – a, uh, a day called MCA Day, and that's coming up in August. I believe it's August eighth in New York. That's and the Beastie Boys gathering you're talking about. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah. Does like the Mike D and all of them show up for that? I believe so. But okay. let's let's ask uh, let's know. ask Andy to tell idea. us a little bit about that. AJ, is that what they call you? They they seem to call me that here, and I think it's because I like of AJ. my. Uh, I was I never went by AJ, but they've been calling me that here because of. Uh, I think my website or my um, email address is ajcatsart. That's what's up. So Brandon and I were just talking about uh, your involvement. You know, of course, we've talked about the art and and everything that uh, your passion for the music and hip hop and the lyrics. But we were talking about the Beastie Boys. Always a favorite subject of mine. And MCA Day. MCA Day is so a uh, wow. It's a it's a that's a big question, but I'll try to be quick about it. Um, uh, MCA Day is uh, uh, an idea that came to Mike uh, Kearney uh, out of Boston, Massachusetts, um, the day that um, Adam Yauch passed away in 2012. Um, he packed up all of his stuff uh, from Boston along with uh, some uh, chart paper and a big boom box, and he went to Union Square in, in Manhattan and stood there and played Beastie Boys music and started a party, basically. <laughs> uh and I got chills even just thinking about it, and I and I missed it. I wasn't there for that, uh, but I read about it the very next day, knowing if I had read about it the day before that I would have gone, I would have attended, I would have driven up there and stood right beside him. And so I contacted him, uh, but uh, more importantly, I bumped into him uh, about uh, in September of uh, 2012 when I was uh, trying to meet Mike D uh, at a at a. Um, a DJ session up in New York and I turned 
to my left while I was waiting to meet Mike D and there was Mike Kearney and I recognized him from the original grassroots MCA day and he was wearing his MCA day hat and I we we just struck up a friendship and I asked him how I could get involved and the next thing you know I was helping put on this uh, event up in Brooklyn along with I don't know three or four other core people um, from uh, around the East Coast and uh, we descend on Brooklyn uh, the last two years it's been in May uh, so this will be our third sort of official installment. And this one's going to be, uh, we did do it in, in sort of keeping with the day he passed away. And we sort of, uh, all of us are in education. So that was, um, we were both very busy at the time. And we also thought, well, you know, instead of celebrating the day he passed away, let's celebrate his birthday instead. Yeah. And that just so happens to be uh, in August. So this year's installment, much to a lot of people's surprise, is not in May. And May is uh, almost over anyway. Um, but it's going to be on August 8th, uh, so 8 8 15, and it's going to be at Littlefield in Brooklyn. Uh, we've had, uh, and that's an event space. It's a little concert venue. There's a stage, there's a bar, there's, uh, and, we, and it's all ages, and we keep it. Uh, we have uh, hip hop coloring books for kids, and art supplies, and things to sign, and we have music. And uh, last, uh, the last, last year was, uh, was pretty great. We had um, Mixmaster Mike showed up. Uh, unannounced, which was really just a, yeah. a great. Danny Boy O'Connor from House of Pain has been there nice. both years. Uh, and um, uh, DJ Hurricane has been heavily involved as well. So we've had, uh, oh, and also Dante Ross. So we've had quite a number of uh, sort of hip-hop dignitaries that are lending their clout to the event. And uh, and also, I mean, it's really not just them lending their clout. They want to celebrate Yauk as well. They loved him. And they miss him just like we do and, and probably in a, in a more personal way than a lot of us do so uh it's 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 been great and last year although they weren't there we had um video and audio shout outs from rock him Moni love dougie fresh chuck d and dmc and uh that was um That's awesome. that was sort of my um that was like some of the most meaningful work that i've done because what i would do is when i'd meet my hip-hop heroes i would I would play Malcolm Riddle and, and, and ask him some questions with a microphone. And it took me a couple of months to figure out that I should turn my, turn my uh, camera phone to the side so that I'd get a wide, you know, a, a full image. But other than that, uh, it was really uh, powerful to hear words about Yauk from uh, these heroes of hip-hop and these, these icons who were, you know, telling us, in some cases, telling us really personal stories about what they remember about the man. So... Uh, we're going to do it again, and we're going to do it um, in August, and uh, hoping for some more uh, surprises. Yeah, it's Friday, August eighth. I believe it's a Friday. It's usually a Saturday. Is it? I I could be wrong. No, about you're that. probably right. You're probably right. I don't, I'll I, check my calendar. Yeah, my facts are. Yeah, you're right. It is. A, it is a Saturday. Cause right, I, good. I plan on. I plan on attending. I'm oh, gonna, good. Yeah, I'm going to come up. Uh, do probably, a satellite broadcast. Probably Friday. Yep. I, probably Friday. I'll come up and you know, just like this, I'll do a gorilla style yeah. with the mics and stuff. And if we can grab an interview, even if it's you know just you and I rapping as we do, you know uh, what I mean? I'm I'm cool with that. I just want to be. I I want to be submerged uh, within that that energy. There is a. There's a lot of people who just want to talk and, yeah. and so i think you're going to have no shortage of people who will gladly take you up on a chance to to talk about adam and talk about the beastie boys and and uh, talk about music and um mca day just it's like a catharsis you know every time we do it it's uh it's a lot of work and uh, we always encourage people to get involved and try to help put on this 
this show. So it, it becomes an art show. We had uh, art from all over the world. Uh, we had some people send their art, and they couldn't make it themselves. So they sent it. We hung it up. We have a um, slideshow, but we also have um, you know hard copy artwork as well. And then we had break dancers, and we had uh, we would love to have. We're still kind of um, looking for that signature. Um, Perform live, live performance, um, but one of the th- one of the things that's making it really difficult every year is that we have we have been determined to make the whole thing free. I, I, I should mention that it's it's free of charge. I mean, it's open to the public. It's free of charge. Uh, I know we we spend some of our own money putting on this, the the event, but we don't want to charge people, and so that's why I think it's difficult to get live music because I think a lot of people get paid to you, perform live. You ever think about doing like a crowdfund? We have thought about it, um, and you know, it's something. It's certainly a good idea because yeah. I think if we are going to get somebody uh, that's notable who's willing to perform, uh, we would like to pay them if we can. So, but we still want to keep it free. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome, and, and it's something that I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, this coming August. So, Andy, I know you want to get back to work. I'm not going to hold you up any more than I have. I do appreciate your time oh, with it's us. Always fun. Always Glad to fun. do one face to face. Yeah, right. This time, that's right. Yeah, and out and outside. Too, that's right. So. That's right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining of us. Of course. It's, uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll be in touch because we got uh, Rakim coming up, the Rakim show. We'll have the uh, <laughs> we'll have the after. This time you have to let me have a little more sleep, though, because the last time we did this, it was the day after uh, the Pete Rock and yeah. uh, premiere show. Well, that went to like 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah I, yeah, I know. And then I think we were talking by like 7 the next day, so yeah, yeah. it was crazy. But, um, yeah, let's, let's do this again. Work. My okay. man. AJ. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. So that's what's up, Brandon. Yeah, I can't wait to see it done. It's going to be amazing. This this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, I'll definitely be back. To and for check those out you, those of you guys tuning in, also, uh, be sure to come down to U Street and check out uh, the Paul Robeson mural. Uh, it's uh, it's like right before you get to Fourteenth Street, in between like Fourteenth and Thirteenth. There's like an alley, and it's spectacular. It, yeah. it really is. It, it, uh, I will post pictures. I will uh, put up some Periscope. In a, in a few, so you can see that. You can go to at uh, Malcolm Riddle on Periscope. Are you on Periscope yet? Uh, no, I'm not. All right, we got to no. get you on there so you, <laughs> yeah. you can post a lot of your videos. I'm on Twitter. I'm on the Twitter. So, and yeah. that's what's up. So, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is your boy Malcolm Riddle for American Riddle. Domino, motherfucker.